This podcast contains material that is intended for mature audiences and may not be suitable for all listeners. Enjoy. I don't want to get on the bandwagon. I'll burn that wagon down and join the band. Traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners just to try to get some supper in our hands. Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest screen, buddy murder until someone understands that it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women. I make this noise just because I can. And we'll all join in to that original sin. So let's get rowdy and reckless. Let's get rowdy and reckless. Hello and welcome to another edition of Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society and brought to you by Deadeye Barbecue Sauce, the best damn barbecue sauce in the known universe. I am Tim Johnson, joined tonight by, as always, by Chris Shipley. Chris, how are we doing today? Doing all right. Not too bad. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Chris and I spend some time talking about what we as old men lament. Uh, Chris, you came up with something you wanted to talk about this week. I'll go ahead and let you introduce that. Yeah, you know, uh, I got two young boys that are, uh, well, young. I guess they're 17. They'll be 18. Their birthday's coming up, so they've been talking a lot about, you know, what they want to do for their birthday or whatever, and they're on this whole skateboard kick and... I watched Jordan the other day. He was watching YouTube. He's watching this guy put together a skateboard. And it dawned on me. I remembered some of the uh, stuff they watch on YouTube and some of the other stuff. And I think, you know, I don't get it. Like uh, some of the stuff that is trendy or cool right now to do. I just roll my eyes and go, that might be the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) So, and clearly that's an old man perspective, right? I get it. I understand it. Uh, But it got me thinking there's a, there are plenty of times through the week where I'll, I'll see something or I'll think of something. I'll be like, that's stupid. And I'll be like, I must be the only one that doesn't get it. But I think maybe what we need to do is we need to come up with, I don't know, just some just top of the random things that we find that people think are really super cool or hip or trendy. And you or I are like, no, not fucking doing that. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, so that's kind of where I think we ought to go with it. And, and I think we can tie it in because I think a lot of followers out here in this world that people just follow along and go along with the flow and want to do, you know, what the next, what the next door neighbor's doing or try to keep up with the Joneses, as my dad used to say. And I think there's a little bit of time that we need to talk about not doing that kind of stuff. Oh, right? got to be your own person. So I, I made a list. Uh, I also talked to my, uh, well, I asked Caitlin today. I said, <laughs> what are some things that are hip and cool? And she's like, why are you going to make fun of me on your podcast tonight? And I was like, no, why would I ever make fun of you on your podcast? So, uh, but you know, when you got, when you got four kids and they're all, you know, 24, 20 and 18 and 18 or 17 and 17, you, there's a, there's a wealth of, of knowledge, but then you, you know, you have younger kids and I'm sure there's things that they like to do or is it popular for them that we look back and go 
what? Why are we doing that? I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of things that... As much as I try to stay relevant, I guess, you know, I have looked at my folks and how they have aged and the things that they have been able to stay on top of and the things they haven't. And it's made me concerned. Maybe I should be paying more attention to trends or learning how to do certain things. There's also just some aspects of life today for someone from age five to 35 that I just don't get what they're doing, why they're doing, why something is fascinating it certainly makes me feel old, uh, but at the same time feel like, no, no, I'm, I'm right. This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I had a little bit of a bout of that. Like I, I would like to think that I'm pretty, uh, I won't use the word hip. I don't know that that's, and most of, you know, most of the younger people don't know, don't know what that means anyway. I was going to say, using the word hip uh, is in and of shows, itself not hip. <laughs> shows how old I am. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to think that I'm fairly proficient in things that are cool around here or whatever else, yeah. right? But uh, I'm, I'm tech savvy. I, I, you know, listen to, to pretty current music, whatever. But, you know, I, I went through a period uh, about 12 years ago, right before I met Stacy, who I'm married to now, I lost like a ton of weight and I was down to like 200 pounds and I was what, 37. And I was, I, I went and shopped and I mean, I bought a ton of clothes at Aeropostale, right? So first of all, you can already <laughs> tell where this, where this story's going. So I got, you know, I got the Aeropostale like sweatshirts and the t-shirts and I got like five or six hats, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'd ask my kids, I'd like, you guys want to go shopping tonight? We can go to the parent, we can go to Aeropostale and all, you know, for some reason, my kids didn't want to buy it, but I was buying all kinds of stuff. And I was, I went to work one day and I'm sitting at my cubicle and my buddy sitting next to me goes, dude, don't you feel bad for knocking over a 24 year old kid to get that fucking hat? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about, man? This is, and in my mind, I'm like, what? This is, this is the style, right? Not for a 37 old man. You look like an idiot. He said. So shortly after that, I retired the air fossil. And now every time I go past there, my current wife will be like, remember when you used to wear all that air fossil stuff? Oh, that's like, right. And funny. that reminds you... me. There's a comedian, Greg Barrett, about 10 years ago. He said that he was at a concert and he had a chain wallet. And the usher said, hey, you can't have that here. And he said, why? Because it's a weapon? Because you feel threatened by it? He goes, no, because you're a 40-year-old man wearing a chain wallet. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's funny. That makes me laugh that you even bring up Aeropostale, because that's something that, to me, 10 years ago, I felt old because I didn't know what it was or how it was hip or relevant. You know, 10 years ago, I didn't have kids, so I was in that that gray area between young enough in theory to not have kids, even though I'd been, you know, married for a decade at that point anyway, but, uh, but still old enough to not know what's going on. Uh, I think clothing is probably one of those things that is generational in a lot of ways. Sure. I, we laughed at what our parents wore when we were kids, they shook their heads at what we were wearing and wondered what was going on. Um, 
I recognize it's a generational thing. All that said, that's probably one of the first things on my list that I look at when I look at how people are dressed, and I'm just wondering what, how, why, what, like, what made you think to leave the house looking like that? I, which again makes me feel and sound like a very old man, but I can imagine that there are things, uh, certainly things that probably uh, Caitlin was wearing maybe even a few years ago, or even what your boys are wearing right now at 17, that you're wondering, okay, that's something that's supposed to look good, appealing? I don't know. Thoughts? Well, I, I will tell you, that's one of the first things on my list is, is, is a clothing option. Two things. Number one, it's the middle of January. I'm dropping the kids off to school, and these nut jobs are wearing gym shorts and a sweatshirt in the middle yeah. of January. And I'm like... Are you kidding me right now? Like, how are you even functional? That's crazy to me. But they don't even think about it. And so I don't get that. That's stupid. But the <laughs> other one that I've seen a lot where I'm like, I, first of all, I used to get teased for this as a kid. But these people that are wearing these dress pants that the pant legs are too short. Yes. And they're showing their socks. And you're like, are you waiting for a flood? Yeah, and my old man comes out and goes, "What are you? What, what are you waiting for a flood?" I used to get teased for that kind of stuff. Who knew, thirty years ago, when I had cheap hand-me-down pants that were too short because we were poor, that I was a trendsetter when I was like sixteen. Who knew that? Yeah, I. So the the pants that are not what I would consider the right size are apparently the right size, and you know, I I definitely wore pants that were were probably baggier than my dad would have liked. Um. But right now, it seems like they're about three inches off the top of the shoe. And then the waist is also low enough that they can't bend down to pick up if they drop their keys without showing a butt crack. And then they're all very tight. They're all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and... my, my pants are tight because I'm fat. Not because <laughs> that's what I choose to wear them like. But that's, that's just not a good look. And, yeah. and the, and the, I, I mean, I, I, I will admit that I have bought some crazy cool socks. So I'm all right with that. Sure. But I also wear my pant legs where they break a little bit when they hit my shoe. That just seems normal to me. Right. And then when I'm sitting down, they might pull up a little bit and you can see them. But these people that are walking around and the bottom of the pant legs are just flapping around. I mean, you can't, there's no way you got up in the morning and put that on the first dude that bought that outfit and said, this shit looks cool. You know what's even crazier to me? Not the first dude who did that. The second <laughs> dude who did that. Because yeah. the first dude who did that, you know, maybe he's a little off or, or maybe he doesn't understand what's going on. But that the second guy went, oh, man, that does look good. I should also dress like that. Yeah. The second guy's the follower. He's the problem. Yeah, no, absolutely. He's the problem. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's just not a good look. The other thing that seems weird to me, and I still can't do it, uh, button-down shirts, buttoning the very top button right at the collar for a button-down shirt. I yeah. grew up only doing that if I was going to wear a necktie. Any other time, that just looks like... It, first of all, it looks uncomfortable. Who wants to have something buttoned right around their neck? Choking you. But it looks goofy to me when I see that without a tie on it. 
it's something that you and I would have been made fun of as kids if we were buttoning that top button. Yeah, that's that's another one. I I don't get that. Uh, the other one I don't get is now I I will sometimes wear like a hoodie sweatshirt with some some cargo shorts. Sure, but the people <laughs> that wear the people that wear shorts and then a long sleeve, almost like a dress shirt. Yeah, like that doesn't fly for me either. Yeah, that's goofy like, too. Did you not do laundry and those are the only two pieces of clothes that you had and you just happened to throw those together? That's what you did? You need to go <laughs> you need to go back in the house. It's that's not a good look. Oh. So uh, no, it's I... just not no. It's and it and the problem is is that like you said, I think it looks hideous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I look at some of this stuff that, you know, the older generation of mine were and I'd be like, I'd never be caught dead in that either. Yeah, oh you yeah, know. absolutely. So, but then again, I'm a little older than you are. I rolled my jeans when I was in high school. I would oh. cuff them and roll them up with oh, the, the high top the, tennis shoes. The, the the tight roll, the fold and roll? Yeah, the tight roll and roll. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was, that was, again, <laughs> not a good look on an oversized, overweight high school kid. Not a good look. Not not a good look on anyone, but they even started lining the jeans so that they would be rolled up and have a pattern at the bottom of jeans. Uh, mm-hmm. That became such a, a, a popular trend. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, I still need help. <laughs> yeah, I still need help. I I once said to my wife, I said uh, I'd like to go buy some new shoes, but I just kind of want to just buy some just some white tennis shoes, just some pure white tennis shoes and she stopped dead in her tracks and she goes no (laughs) she's like because old people wear those no they don't (laughs) so we're we're at mass the next morning and she starts nudging me with her elbow she's like hey see that dude over there 70 years old look at his shoes (laughs) see that people see that guy over there walking up for communion see that guy white shoes so the funny thing about that is though so then like three weeks later i'm at a show choir event for caitlin i'm sitting in the hallway and i look over and my ex-wife is standing over there with her boyfriend who's about 10 years older than he is and i look down and they're both wearing the exact same white leather shoes white leather (laughs) the exact same shoes so and i'm not i'm not friends with her on social media we i mean we barely speak as it is so i took my phone out and i just kind of just snapped a picture of just her feet right just the feet and i posted it on facebook and i go oh look this couple's so cute they have matching tennis shoes (laughs) and i thought you know i can troll her and make fun of her and she'll never know and whatever and sure enough my oldest kid taylor goes comments on it is that mom and tim his name was tim she's like and he's like is that mom and tim well of course at that point then then my ex-wife could see that what taylor had posted and next within five minutes i get a text message you're such a selfish asshole and how, how dare you make fun of somebody but then in the meantime my other buddy commented and said that's just one step closer to matching track suits so right. of course it just kept getting worse and worse and worse uh i thought maybe i could troll her but she found out and so yeah that's my white leather tennis shoes i do not own a pair you you know what's funny about the the whole matching clothes thing i was thinking about this today so i live close to a lake that 
that has a walking path around it. I, I go walk around it as often as I can. And I have noticed, so you've noticed certainly that older couples do eventually start wearing matching track suits or, you know, matching outfits. I've actually noticed uh, 20-somethings that are wearing matching outfits to go walk around the lake. And that's what? something Yeah, and that's something that has really confused me. That's something that, you know, my sisters did when they were in fifth grade with their best friends or whatever, but they were, you know, twelve years old at the time. They're not twenty five. And now yes, now I will see these these twenty somethings that are wearing matching outfits as they go for walks around the lake. And I'm wondering if that's a trend that I'm not understanding as an old man of no, I'll tell you what is that, that is. That's, do? that's a guy that is already asking for trouble and is losing his manhood. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you just got to put your foot down and say, I'm not wearing that. No. You start telling me that I got to wear the same clothes as you, then I. that's just not going to happen. I, I mean, I have some self-esteem. Oh, wait. Oh, no. I thought my wife was coming down. I'm awful perfect. tough down in the basement. I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> speaking of, uh, speaking of 20 year olds and the annoying shit that they do. Yes. Can we talk about the uselessness of Instagram and Snapchat filters? Can we talk about that? Yeah, because absolutely. <laughs> if I see one more profile picture at work, of people's like office 365 picture of their selfie of their Snapchat filter with the butterflies fighting over their heads or the little sparkles under their eyes. Like I don't need a Snapchat filtered picture of you. I don't want to walk into a, to a, to a business thing or to a company outing and go, Hey, where's Jill at? Oh, I'm Jill. No, you're not Jill. Cause Jill is like, clean complexion and no pimples <laughs> like just just put your freaking picture up there and be done with it they they look like the airbrushed pictures that used to be done at like the county fair uh where they would airbrush in like stars and sparkles and then put it on a t-shirt like it looks that bad i i don't i mean I was a late adopter to Instagram. I was a late adopter to Snapchat. I actually only joined Snapchat uh, because of Tailgate Society, because I already felt like one of the older people on there, and I felt like I was <laughs> one of the more clueless guys on there in the first place, and they were all doing Snapchat. And I thought, okay, I should see what this is all about. And I still don't entirely get it, and I'm amazed I haven't sent just like a picture of my shoes to the entire group because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but the filter thing is a whole other piece, right? It's one thing to learn how to use these technologies. It's another thing to put puppy ears on things or, you know, all <laughs> of these other things. Turn your stuff into a talking hot dog. Like, I, yeah, I exactly. Don't like, I, I don't get it. I, I would absolutely agree with that one. I, I don't get it. And then to take it one step further and actually make that, uh, part of your brand identity outside of Snapchat or outside of Instagram. You know, we, we all, I think young people who are listening should probably understand whether you get it or not, you have, well, actually they probably understand brand identity more than, than we do. Uh, 
we'll get into a whole the whole other thing I want to talk about in a little bit is influencers on social media, um, because that's a phenomenon that still just blows my mind. But whether you like it or not, who you how you present yourself to the rest of the world in a professional environment or in a uh, you know what other environment uh, is going to carry through, and you can delineate between Snapchat Tim and at the office Tim, and the second. Office Tim starts using Snapchat t- Tim's photos as his Office 365 avatar, like you said. Now you're bringing these these worlds into a collision that is just bizarre to me. Yeah, I I'm not. <clears throat> there's a there's a business persona, and 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 a personal persona, and I think that that line has blurred a lot now anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was always of the impression that when you go to work, you you know you button your tie up a little bit, you you take care of business, uh, you're on your company's time. You, uh, I mean, it's just it's just a little bit more uh, professional courtesy, right? Sure. You can be yourself, and you can enjoy work, and you can and you can have a good time, uh, and, and I do. Um, but I also have an outside work persona that I would not bring into work, right? And and I and and I think social media blurs that everywhere. Oh, for sure. Um, which is a conversation that I had with Caitlin about uh, when the um, when the the um, Iowa State University had thrown out all the rules of outside of campus and what they could do and so on. And we may have talked about this once before, but yeah, yeah. You mentioned that. Uh, yeah. I explained, I explained to her, I said, Dude, that's going to be no different when you get a job and you get a job. If you think you can just post whatever you want on your social media and your job, not have some sort of a pull or say in that kind of stuff, you, you're, you're sorely mistaken. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, th- my wife who is a teacher is there's certain things that she won't, um, you know, post or talk about on social media, whatever, because you never know if there's a parent uh, of a kid that is a friend of a friend that might see something. And next thing you know, you know, there's misjudgment or, or whatever, or you may have put the school in a bad light or your employer or whatever else. Sure. Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's even just, just, not... yeah. Even if like you guys are out uh, at a sports bar watching an Iowa state game, right? Uh, yeah, just the way uh, she might behave. Not that your wife is going to get rowdy and rambunctious and drunk and whatever. Oh, she but, is. Oh, she uh, is. But, but but like just the way that she might behave, she has to understand that even though she's not broadcasting it out to the world on social media, she's she's acting in an environment that she might not recognize a kid's student or uh, a student's parents. It's harder for her to remember all of her students' parents than it is for all of her students' parents to recognize her. To manage her, right? Yeah, I we when we dated earlier in in uh, in our lives, she uh, <clears throat> she called me. It was a Friday afternoon after she was going to come over for dinner, and she goes, "Hey, I'm stopping at the store, and uh, and I'm going to have um, some some drinks or whatever, and I'll bring them over." And I was like, "Okay." So then when she got there, she was like, 
So I went in through the uh, checkout lane and sure enough, one of my students and her parents were right behind me and I was doing nothing but checking out with a bunch of alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> and, <she's> right? like, <laughs> and the kids were like, mom, that's my teacher. That's my teacher. And she was like, <laughs> I was trying to like hide my face so she didn't see what, you know, that, oh my God, my kid's teacher is an alcoholic. Yeah, well, I think that's when I would. She's like, I really wanted to turn around and just tell him, "Listen, I'm drinking because your kid doesn't want to pay attention." Yeah, I was gonna say that's what I. That's what I would have said. Is I just pointed to that and pointed to that kid and just not said a word. Oh man, that's funny. So you know, you mentioned social media. You had a conversation with Caitlin about it. Uh, We've talked about just how we don't understand necessarily how comfortable people are blurring the lines but i think there's just other aspects of media we didn't grow up with with the internet it wasn't a thing right uh whereas my five-year-old doesn't even understand um what it's like to not be able to get information or find things or buy things you know a part breaks in, in my house, I can do a Google search now and I can find that part and I can get it here, um, you know, within five days. When we were growing up, it was like, okay, well, that thing is just broken now because there's no way I'm going to be able to figure out how to source that replacement. You know, I can call the company that no longer exists. I can, I can try to go to the hardware store where the hardware, at the time, the guy who worked at the hardware store actually knew everything about anything. But it's just, it's a different world. I think there are other things on the internet, other platforms. You know, we kind of touched on it uh, before. Things like YouTube that I don't think um, I fully understand the way that YouTube is used, not just, you know, I use YouTube. I go to YouTube University to learn how to uh, repair my washing machine or things like that, right? Mm -hmm. But there are other ways that YouTube is being used right now by younger generations that I don't even understand. And I'm sure with, particularly with like your 17-year-old boys that you're seeing that is just confusing the hell out of you, right? I I walked in one night uh, and Josh is sitting in the middle of the room and he's watching a YouTube video of a guy opening boxes. And I was like, what are you watching? He's like, this guy ordered a bunch of stuff and it's a surprise of, uh, of what's in the boxes and he's opening it and you don't know what's in the boxes. Josh, he knows <laughs> what's in the box he ordered. <laughs> are you seriously watching a show of somebody just opening boxes of stuff? It was like a WWE reveal. Like he, he got stuff from the WWE store and I was like, he, oh, he ordered it. He's got to know what's in that box. Yeah, but he doesn't know what's in what box. How have you been watching this? And here's how here's how influential it is. So they're pretty um, they're pretty influential. They uh, they have um, uh, a learning disability, um, which is Williams syndrome, among other things. Uh, that it it's it's a physical ailment and so on. But man, they are the, just the the two best kids you you just ever met. I mean, they loving and caring and. And so on, but they Jordan one day for three days in a row. So one day he comes down and he says, "Hey, uh, we got any ribs?" He's like, "Uh, no. Can you make some?" 
Well, not right now. I can't. No, but if you want ribs, I'll make some ribs this weekend. Yeah, I want. To, I, I really want some ribs. Okay. So then he goes back upstairs, and then the next night he comes down and he says, uh, "We have any uh, water bottles and um, some uh, some like hard candy?" <laughs> no. I mean, we got water, but I don't know that we have any hard candy. Why? I'm just asking. Okay. So then the next night he comes down and he goes, hey, hey, Chris, we have a metal detector. What are you watching up there? <laughs> like, are you watching YouTube videos again? He's like, yeah. I was like, what are you watching now? And this guy found treasure on the beach with, uh, with, a, with a metal detector. Okay, well, first of all, we're not anywhere near a beach. Yeah. And second of all, I'm pretty sure the guy probably planted some stuff and then found it. And now he's got uh, like a million subscribers. Like right. you can't, you can't be watching that kind of stuff. Like you can't, but I was like, it's like the third day in a row. I was like, what is he watching up there? So he must've watched some barbecue show the first day. I don't know. And then he was watching experiments. I'm every hey, day. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that those weren't all connected because that I, I was racking my brain to try to figure out uh, like what episode of MacGyver involved uh, some <laughs> ribs, a metal detector and some bottles. I was super <laughs> excited about the ribs. I was like, well, yeah, we can make some ribs as we can. Sure. I'm all over that. Yeah. Yeah. I no, excited. I would encourage watching that YouTube channel. That sounds perfect. No kidding. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, that's, the watching of video games too. They'll sit there and watch other people play video games. And I'm like, you got the same game right there. Why don't you just pop it in and experience it yourself? Right. Right. You know, I was, I was thinking about that. The whole idea of Twitch as a platform where people watch other people play video games. And I was thinking, okay, well, you know, to be fair, I watch other people play sports, but I I'm not playing. I don't have the ability to play that exact same game in real time, like real sport in real time with that. Right. If I'm watching NBA players, it's all of these people playing together in a league that I'll never be able to get to. But if it's watching people play a video game that I already have, wouldn't I rather just play the game? I, I don't know. It's I, it's it's very confusing to me for sure. That's the one that really gets me is that they just watch people you're watching somebody else's computer screen. Like I get tired of looking at my own computer screen after right. a day of work. It's the last thing I'd want to do is sit again and watch somebody else's computer screen. There's no way. And there were times I would walk through our, through our office at work sometimes and people would have two or three monitors and there'd be one guy and he'd literally on his third monitor. That's what he had up was YouTube of people playing video games all day long. And I like, does that dude do any work? And again, He's like 23, 24. I'm like, do you do, you do anything around here? <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, for a while there, I was a research assistant in a cognitive neuroscience lab. And I remember some research that was being done on how, because of the internets, the way people have learned to, whether it be problem solve or just manage the information that they receive, that, we have now become more indexes of information, right? So when you and I grew up, we had to be subject matter experts 
because we couldn't just quickly run to the library to, to you know, we could go to the library and learn how to do things. But if you were in the middle of changing the oil in your car and you realized you had the wrong size wrench or you, you couldn't access this type of thing, you know, you, you couldn't, you'd have to stop and clean yourself up and go to a, a hard, uh, auto parts store, go to somewhere else to, to learn all these things. Whereas now you can just hop on your smartphone, take two seconds to go, hey, how do I take this flange off? That type of thing. And so yeah. we've become more indexes of information, less subject matter experts, and more I know a, a little bit a lo- about a lot of things because I know I don't have to rely on memorizing all of the details. I can know high level how something works, and then I will go quickly Google search the details. And it's actually just changed the way we problem solve and the way we look these things up. Um, But it's still just very different to me to realize how much of an impact, not just the important things like how do I do X, Y, Z, but just how I consume information in general. So, you know, your boys are consuming information in a very different way, or that 24-year-old is processing what's going on. So he might be working while he has this going on because his brain is already just wired in a different way to react to the stimuli that are hitting uh, his neurons, right? I don't know. It's, it's, it's all bizarre. No, it, it makes sense. And, and I, that's how they learn now. That's their learning process and how they adapt and, and, and swallow knowledge is completely different than when you or I grew up. Yeah. And and I and I am just as I, I there were times when I first met my wife. Um, my my wife is 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 a teacher and she's all about learning and, and you, you know, teaching how to do things. And, and, you know, well, what if you didn't have a smartphone and, you know, how would you do this? And, and, and I can remember there were times when we first met and we'd be driving somewhere and she'd pull out the, the old map and pull the map out, you know, and unfold it. And we're going to figure this out and so on. And I'm sure. thinking is there a reason why we're not just pulling out our phones and Googling this so we can get going? Yeah. And, and, and we would have a couple of discussions. Like I would sit there and think, you know, we could have been five minutes down the road already, you know, let's go. But to her point, that's a lost art. We, when we went on our last trip and I gave a map to, to Caitlin and I said, tell me where we're going to go. She was like, uh, not sure how to do this. Right. That's a lost art. I, I I still to this day will Google things and go, I had to replace a garbage disposal or or something like that. I didn't I didn't know how to do it. Hell I put a dishwasher in. I bought a dishwasher. This is how dumb I am. I bought a dishwasher like six months ago and they wanted to charge me hundred and fifty dollars to install the dishwasher. And I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm I'll do it myself. I can yep. I can I can Google that, right? Two and a half hours later. I I had it halfway in and then couldn't figure out how to get the water hooked up and so on. And I went <laughs> walked into the living room and said to Stacy and said, um, I'm in over my head. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and I thought to myself a little bit, I thought, God, you know, that's this is one of the times where I, I'm sad that my dad's not around because I could have called him and he would have come over and or or I think to myself, 
I really wish I would have paid more attention when I was younger, when he would do things and do construction or whatever. I would be a little more knowledgeable and I would get really mad at myself and go, I, I can't, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a smart guy. I can't believe I can't put a fucking dishwasher in. Right. Yeah. Uh, so then I, I put something on Facebook and posted and this buddy of mine says, what's the problem? And I told him and he came over and within 30 minutes, well, the first thing he did is he pulled the whole fucking thing out and undid everything that I did. And I was like, dude, you just, I just lost two and a half hours of my fucking life. None of that was right. And he's like, no, it's just easier to start over. 30 minutes. He had it all hooked up and we were running a dishwasher. And I was like, man, I'm so dumb. And he's like, I was like, how much do I owe you? And he's like, $45. I couldn't get out the checkbook fast enough. <laughs> I was like, yeah. it's totally worth it. But yeah, I, that's yeah, a lost I, art of learning that stuff, right? I rely on in my mind I'm thinking I can just I can just Google it and I'll and I'll figure it out. Uh which is great sometimes, but you don't to your point, you index things. You don't learn anything, you're indexing things. Yeah. Yeah, I so I had this conversation with someone, uh, a guy I recently reconnected with. We grew up in the same hometown, uh, but he lives out in Oregon. He uh, he's a brewer out there. And we were talking about like how proud we feel. Like I fixed my washing machine the other day. It wasn't draining properly. It wasn't pumping properly. It had a couple of different things. And I took it apart and I kind of reverse engineered what was going on and fixed it. And I think part of that had to do with understanding uh, kind of process flow because of, of, of brewing. And it helped me kind of solve that. But I felt really, really, really proud of myself. And then I thought, man, as proud as I am, my dad would have been like, so what'd you learn after second grade? Because that's something he probably knew how to do forever. <laughs> you know, he, right. he grew up on a farm uh, and they could do everything. And something that I felt like, man, I feel like I feel like a grown up in my 40s fixing my own washing machine. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad probably would have been like, and? Uh, and and Matt was saying that exact same thing about every, you know, he's he's older than me. He's he's uh, he's uh, closer to your age, and, and he was like, yeah. Every time I feel like I've accomplished something, and then like I talk to my dad, like he's not even being uh, a jerk about it. He's just not as impressed with me as I am as impressed with right. me. <laughs> I know. I so, know. Yeah, so I think I think uh, I think that's a good place to maybe go ahead and and take a break uh, now that we've kind of maybe come to a realization that that a lot of this is generational, and and how we are um, we're sitting looking at the generation or two or three behind us and being confused. And now I think we also are recognizing that the generations that preceded us are also also went through the exact same thing. You know, right? It's cyclical. So why don't we go ahead and take a break? We'll get a word from our sponsor, Deadeye Barbecue Sauce, and then we will come back up and we will talk about kind of what else we're seeing, what else we're challenged with, and maybe what we can do with that as well. So uh, once again, this is Old Man Strength brought to you by the Tailgate Society and sponsored by Deadeye Barbecue Sauce, the best damn barbecue sauce in the known universe. Back when I started Deadeye, I knew I wanted to innovate the barbecue game. Since day one, we've offered a premium barbecue product unlike anything else on the market. Great Aunt Irene had something special tucked away on a recipe card in her cupboard. 
and there was no way we weren't going to do something about it. So we decided to take it one step further, introducing Deadeye Superfood Barbecue Sauce. We've got five new flavors, graviola, acerola, pink guava, acai, and dragon fruit. They're the first of its kind, and they're packed with flavor. Find it at your local grocer today or at DeadeyeBBQ.com. And once again, this is Old Man Strength. I am Tim Johnson, joined by Chris Shipley. Uh, Chris, before the break, we were kind of talking about how much uh, maybe we have also been, uh, I don't want to say a victim, we've also been uh, on the other side of the coin that we're talking about here, right? That, That our... Dads very easily could have had their own. Well, they wouldn't have had a podcast. I don't know. They would have had a sitting around the driveway in lawn chairs drinking beer. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, my dad's podcasts were sitting around the kitchen table drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes, and bitching about everything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Tell everybody how dumb his kid was. I I love the idea of just like, uh, just the Folgers crystals and, and, uh, uh, a cigarette, uh, just oh, grumpy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I tell you, it, it was brutal. I I can remember nights, middle of July. It's like eighty nine degrees outside, and he's sitting out on the front porch with a steaming cup of coffee and smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, "You are insane! <laughs> you are insane!" And it'd be his fifth or sixth cup of coffee. So, so. I. What do you think your dad's response would have been if he would have heard, um, say, his grandchild say, I want to be an influencer? Oh, well, see, that's not that's not fair because the grandkids, they could do no wrong. Right? Oh, that's true. That's there, true. There's, I mean, I remember I remember really getting on my kid. She was just a holy terror at one point. Taylor was and I I lost my cool and screamed at her and he goes hey you shouldn't scream at that little girl what <laughs> like I'm you, I'm, I'm you sorry, fucking you screamed same, at me you screamed at me every me? <laughs> you screamed at me every day of my life and he's like right and that was wrong are you fucking kidding <laughs> me right now shut up I said so i mean if he just said if he just said if caitlin would have came and said i want to be an instagram influencer a he would have said well that sounds wonderful honey that's really great and then he'd ask me what instagram was and what an influencer was (laughs) uh me on the other hand i'd have told her well you better have a backup plan (laughs) he yeah, he they did no wrong in his eyes, of course. No, so you know that's true. I, that's that's absolutely fair. But parents are, you know, I I'll be the same way. So yeah. and, and that's fine. And 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 I did my share of dumbass weird little trends when I was younger. I was <laughs> we were down in Alabama for vacation this year, and uh, it reminded me that one summer I decided to lighten my hair by putting a bunch of lemon juice in it all oh, every day yeah. <laughs> to go all beach blonde, you know? Oh, and yeah. The, and 
how much my dad was just so out of his mind pissed off about it because I was bleaching my hair every day and I had went and got this earring and, and he was just he was losing it and I was like I it's cool it's cool and he's like it's not you look like a fucking idiot he said you can't be, <laughs> can't be I, you're not going anywhere with me yeah I, I remember one time uh I think it was after I got because I got both ears pierced and I think my dad said something to like uh Boy, I look at you and you look a lot like me, and I know you're my son. Then you turn around and you look a lot like my daughter. <laughs> I was like, come on, dad. <laughs> the boy's birthday is next month. I said this, and for like, I don't know, six months, they've talked about wanting to get tattoos. Yeah. And and, and Jordan's like, I'm going to get a full sleeve. Dude, <laughs> you're going to go in there and they're going to pull that needle out. And within five seconds, you're going to be like, uh, I changed my mind. You're not getting a full sleeve right off the bat. Yes, I am. I'm getting a big tiger on my back. He said, I was like, <laughs> do you have any idea? But, you know, uh, they back to that point. They see stuff on, on YouTube and they see stuff for their favorite YouTubers and they see, you know, all this cool stuff or whatever. And I think part of them wants to do it because that's what they think is cool. Yep. And that's and, and whereas. I got a tattoo. I didn't get one until I was, uh, I don't know, 35, 34. And the tattoo that I got had a reason, yeah. right? Some people want to get them because they're art and I get that. And that's not, you know, I'm not, I'm not disparaging that, but for them, I think part of they want to get it is because it's just cool and they want to be cool, you know? And I think there's a, not them specifically, but I think that's part of what we're talking about here is, when you talk about influencers and things like that and what a huge business that is, that that is also not necessarily such a great thing. Right. So, so we talk about influencers, right? They're influence. We talk about influencers, but the flip side to that is, is if there's an influencer, there are millions of, I don't know if influency is is, is, yeah. is the word, but there are millions of followers, right? We we talk about this language of social media, and I follow this person, I follow that person, but the reality is, kind of as we kicked off the show, you're following, right? And so there's a lot of of these people being influenced whether it be by the one idiot that wore jeans that were three inches too short. Or the guy who plants metal in the beach, or the guy who gets a tiger tattoo on his back, is <laughs> you have these influencers, and now you have a younger generation that is very easily influenced. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how you handle that as a father with older kids. Like I said, I you know my. My kid, my kid is not as as old, but I can already tell just the influence that you know. First of all, her friends have, or television or videos or whatever she might watch when she's at her mom's house that I'm not even familiar with. Um, but there is a culture right now that there are seemingly specific people that get held up that aren't even. You know, there's there's an eight year old that makes a million dollars a year on YouTube yeah. unboxing toys, right? And yes. and 
And so it's this very weird culture that I don't, it's very foreign to me. And I don't know maybe how you navigate that. Um, And, you know, both kind of through the eyes of your experience, but also, again, tying back to how your folks navigated the weird world that you grew up in. And I, I don't know if you've got any insight there you want to share. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's a little weird to me that, uh, that it's like that. But if you look back, really, influencers are no different than, than TV commercials or magazine covers or any other thing that engages you to, to buy product, right? That's, sure. that's really what it is. And I think no different than on a much smaller scale, me growing up and wanting to buy a certain box of cereal because there was a cool toy on it because I saw it on a commercial for Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's no different than, than that YouTuber, you know, having a show about making paper origami and that kid then wanting to go out and buy all these supplies or whatever else it's, it's all kind of in the same realm of it. I think, and it, and it's hard. I think part of it is, is growing up with what you have and having a, a good foundation. Uh, I can say with all, honestly, I, I grew up in a family that was poor. My, my, as we've talked before, my, my mom and dad both were high school dropouts. Um, provided a wonderful family and a wonderful home and that's, and they worked hard for it, but we weren't rolling in any kind of money. You know, I, there's no way we weren't rolling any money. And I had a friend that, um, that he'd get straight A's and, and his parents would pay him for his A's. And I, and I remember going to my dad and going, how come you don't pay me for A's? And he's like, cause you can, should be getting them anyways for fucking free. <laughs> right. He's like, why would I pay you for something you should be doing anyways? Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I grew up in a household where, you know, I had friends that got money for doing their weekly chores. And my dad was like, when I was your age, I was going out, uh, delivering a calf, throwing it over my shoulders and walking it in from from the pasture to the barn. Why do you want to get paid for taking out the garbage and dusting the furniture? Right. Yeah, <laughs> I that's not that would just was not I wasn't getting an allowance for the shit that I should be doing in my own house anyways. And and I have the same to, to roll it back. I had the same conversation with my oldest daughter. Taylor was living here for a while. She struggles a lot with keeping a job and keeping a home. And, you know, on a separate note, hopefully we may have found a solution for her to move into with some counseling and so on to get help. Yep. Um, but, you know, at, at one point when she was living here. Her only at 22 years old. Her only rules were to go to work every day, to get up and and make sure that she's you know personally hygienically taking care of things. She picks up after herself, and she makes her room every day. And there were times she couldn't even do that. And I'd be like, you you can't even do just the normal functioning things that any other adult should do, without me having to tell you. Uh-huh. Like that's that's not how the world works, right? I shouldn't. You know, and or she would go, well, I did this for a week. Can I get, can you spot me some money for cigarettes or whatever? I've been really good. I've been really good. Why should I reward you for doing something you should be doing anyways? That's not, that's not how the world works. That's, that doesn't work that way. So it, it's kind of the same thing with you said. It, it's back and forth and back and forth with generations or whatever. It's just a different aspect of it and a different avenue of it. Really? I mean, I, so, I personally so, think I personally think it all started 
with with little kids birthday parties if you want to know the truth with taylor i'll never forget taylor was like two or three years old and we had her first birthday party where she got to invite friends right mm-hmm. and her mother and my mom were like well we got to buy all these little gift bags and fill them up with candy and everything else to give to the kids what why the fuck are we doing that it's my kid's birthday. They should be bringing shit to her. And they're like, no, no, no. You have to buy gift bags. I got to spend money on gifts for kids to come to my own kid's fucking birthday party? What? Yeah, no, where, I, where does this come from? I'm very confused. I So, you know, I, I remember going to birthday parties uh, as a kid, going to to uh, the the roller skating rink birthday party <laughs> or or the, the, the swimming pool party. I don't ever remember getting a gift bag, and I don't ever remember going to no. a birthday party expecting to come home with anything. And now, yeah, now that you have to make sure that I, every kid doesn't feel left out. And I'm yes. like, oh, no, that's the whole point of making it a special day. Have to. We have to buy him something. No, we don't. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna, I guarantee you those kids are going to come to this birthday party, and if they go, what? There's no fucking gift bag, no swag bag? I'm fucking out of here. Screw that. They're not going to say that. They're getting cake. They're getting ice cream. I spent 300 bucks on this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. Cake, ice cream, and playing with your friends. When right. what other that's... Saturday do you get cake, ice cream, and be oh, able to play? Oh, I should rent out an entire hotel room. and let... That's the other one. Oh, yeah. Every year, Caitlin would be like, can we get a hotel room for my birthday? No. Not renting a hotel room for your birthday. <laughs> we can have it in the house. <laughs> Give me a break, people. I'm not doing oh, that. That's... So that's I, where I think, that's where the entire thing went down the tubes is when we started giving gift bags at kids birthday parties. So I th- I think what I'm hearing you say is that we need to have someone. Maybe we can get Johnson and Johnson to sponsor this. Uh, we need to have a YouTube channel where there is a YouTube influencer of someone just doing mundane everyday tasks like cleaning their room and brushing their teeth (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's the influence that we can have right there's a hundred million subscribers on someone saying here's how you take the garbage from your room to the garbage can outside here's how you make your bed (laughs) (laughs) well i can tell you right now none of my kids are going to qualify for that (laughs) but but if we find the right person to do it (laughs) right who has a fancy haircut, who buttons the top button on their button-down shirt and wears pants that are too short, and they're showing them how to make their, their bed. Maybe we can get them to do this. With some sort of a YouTube Snapchat filter that filters it the entire time. It's a million-dollar idea. How do we? How are we not rich right now? I know. I know. I'm, I'm going to try to pitch this. I'm going to try to find some other old brand... Uh, that like aligns with the whole grumpy old man, like oh, yeah. just do the basics to live. Just come right? on and have them sponsor just somebody being like, here's how you pick up something after you put you you took it out. Here's how you take your dishes from the dining room table over to the dishwasher. Like just the basics. Okay, so you want to talk basics. This is probably really gonna be a hot button issue for me. Okay. All right, let's hear it. All right. 
So these services where you can order the food in these boxes that I've already got all the ingredients separated out oh, and all yeah. that other. Yeah, for sure. That shit's got to go. <laughs> You're telling me you can't pull out a recipe and go to the store and buy it and cut it up yourself. That's the whole point of learning how to cook. Right. All right. you're doing is 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 all you're doing is just assembling something. At that point, you might as well put a model car together. Like that's <laughs> you. So they cut the prosciutto for you, and they cut, and then you're gonna post it on your Instagram or Snapchat with some filter and go, look, I made sea bass with chili and green beans, and get the fuck out of here. You didn't do that. <laughs> you I, ordered it out of a box, and I'm not eating food out of a box like that either. That's not happening. So, I. I'm just saying I had a whole conversation at work with people at work today and I got hammered for it. And all I'm saying is learn no, to I, go to the store and buy your own groceries. I, I, I like the take. Uh, I especially like the analogy of building a model car or like a model airplane. Uh, it's like in any number of these things where people built a craft, you know, you didn't design that. You didn't, you didn't hand cut those pieces. You pushed them out of a plastic, you know, extruded piece and glued <laughs> them together, right? I, that, that's definitely what those boxes are. And I would absolutely agree with that. Like, learn how to go grocery shopping. Learn how to pick out these ingredients. Learn why. Learn the difference between uh, fresh uh, tomatoes and the tomato that just came into your box, you know, learn some of those things. I will say the one, the one benefit and where I'll probably go ahead and disagree with you here is that it probably does expose people to more ingredients, more exotic ingredients than they would otherwise expose themselves to. So I, one of the challenges um, that I've had when we talk, <laughs> so when we talk about things, when when you propose the whole idea of things that the younger generation does or doesn't do that drives us insane, I'll be honest. One of the first things that I started to think of are the things that come up on the TGS Slack channels that <laughs> blow my mind. Uh, the first one, which by the way, maybe I'm confused, uh, came up a few months ago. The number of people, like grown adults on tailgate society that don't know how to ride a bike. That one blew my mind. What? Yes. So I think this was before you joined. This uh, Chris. before me. Uh, there were a number of people who told me they didn't know how to ride a bike. And I thought it was insane. And they thought I was insane for thinking it was insane. But then, I, like, I'm re-watching uh, Shit's Creek. And there's an episode where Mutt buys Alexis a bike and she doesn't know how to ride it and David doesn't know how to ride it. And the whole point of that is, oh, they're privileged kids who never had to do that and that's why they don't know how to ride a bike. But the whole point is to point out how absurd it is that they are adults that made it to their 20s and 30s <laughs> that don't know how to ride a bike. And we all laugh at this and then I go on TGS and they're like, no, I don't know how to ride a bike. So that... <laughs> that's That would blow me away. Yes, that one... That one blew my mind it still blows my mind my daughter is five and has been riding without training wheels forever my friend's kid actually learned how to ride without training wheels at two she was two years old and she learned how to ride without training wheels that's advanced but still like it blows my mind that adults don't know how to ride a bike but then the other thing that has come up is in the food channel on the cgs slack 
the number of adults that haven't had things like pistachios. Like you're an adult and you've never had a pistachio in your life. And that also blow in to, to the two TGS listeners that are actually listening to this. I'm not making fun of you per se. I'm not calling you up by name. We're just saying Um, you need to expand your horizons a little bit. Right. And so, and so that's something where these food boxes, I do think the benefit that comes from them is that, there, there's probably a recipe that came across that had pistachios in there, and they probably would not have made that recipe had it not been for the fact that everything was already basically put on a platter, and they just had to cook and assemble it. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. So I think there's that, better. That's to, fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. I, there's been times where I've 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 pulled out a recipe or whatever and thought, um, I don't even know how to cut a leek. Right, like I don't. It calls I, for leeks. I don't. How do I cut that? You know, I, I had uh, I had I had leeks tonight. So, by the way, I was making fun of leeks. <laughs> look at that. Of, of <laughs> I had, yeah. I so I did. Uh, so uh, for dinner tonight, we had I, I smoked the brisket, and then we we roasted uh, French beans and leeks. Um, there you go. Right. So yeah, it is out there. Right. And if that would have come into a box that you would have gotten, maybe you would have known a little bit more about leeks. Maybe. I, I do all the cooking here at my house, most of the cooking. Uh, I enjoy to cook, whatever. But there'll be times where my wife is like, oh, this smells really good or this is really good. Where'd you get the recipe? I don't know. I just I just tried something. I just put it, you know. That's the beauty of, uh, to me, that is my art, right? That's yep. to, to play around and to see if I can make this taste this certain way or let's see what this is. And there's been plenty of times where I've, Listen, I tried to make sugar-free donuts one time when I was losing a bunch of weight, and they were so bad the dog wouldn't even eat them. So I mean, they were, you know, there's <laughs> some epic fails in there. Things, one hundred percent of things that are sugar-free that people say taste good uh, are consumed by liars. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were not. They were not edible. They were like little boulders, is what they were. They were terrible. But, uh, yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, there's, there is benefits to that stuff and there is benefits to YouTube and and so on. I would have never been able to figure out how to change the battery out of my daughter's car without YouTube. Couldn't find it. Looked all over for it under the wheel. Well, the front driver's car. I mean, who puts that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Chrysler, Chrysler Sebring. She had a a bad battery. I opened the, the hood up. There's no battery. Oh, it's got to be in the trunk. Looked in the trunk. Oh, there's no battery. Looked in the back seat. What the fuck? Where's this fucking battery at? YouTube that, it. That, that's a whole other thing that we could probably talk about is, oh, my God, for 30 years, changing an, like changing your oil or replacing a battery was easy. Yes. You had to be taught once, and you could do it on every car. Yes make model year whatever it wasn't a problem and now all of a sudden you know i went from changing my oil regularly to doing a lot of my maintenance changing my my spark plugs and all of that to now going ah, shit it's actually gonna just be faster easier. yeah and easier to take it to the dealer or to take it to a shop because now it requires like some weird wrench or some angle to get at that I don't have, or you have to move something. When the hell did that happen? It was like within the uh, last 15, 20 years, suddenly well, cars, yeah, not even 20, the last 10 years, I would say, that suddenly, yeah, I don't know. 
everyone knows how to jump a car and you lift up a hood and you see a battery yes. so you can do that. Who the fuck puts a battery under the wheel well of a car that you got to jack it up and take the front tire off to get to the battery? How, how, I f- how, found how the YouTube... You how do you the, jump that car? They have, I guess there's two connector pins underneath the hood that are like rods that run to that battery. But I literally, I pulled up the first YouTube video and I was like, well, this ain't right. This dude's jacking his fucking car up. That can't be right. <laughs> so I exited out of it, went to another one. <laughs> sure enough. No, God, like, was... everything, everything should look like my... 87 Chevy celebrity, and that's the last thing I want to acknowledge. Right. <laughs> like, like, no, I know how to access this. I know how to access that. I know how to, you know, put my car up, uh, access the oil filter, access the 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 oil pan. Act- you can't do it now, and it's very frustrating. That's again, that's a whole other rant. We'll go off some other day of how this newfangled technology is confounding us. <laughs> <laughs> No kidding. No um, kidding. Yeah, but I, it, it's, it's just an interesting world to, to navigate, uh, both for you and you know I suppose for your for your kids that they're just adapted to it. Um, I I don't know how how does your wife handle all of this? Can I ask? Oh, she's she's a freaking saint. <laughs> she, she uh i would say has done well first to to raise two little boys there for a while um as a single mom with disabilities and and uh the the challenges that she had is pretty awe-inspiring anyways mm-hmm. um but her perspective on things are so down to earth and so genuine that she's a she's more of a calming fan more of a calming effect to this entire family right you know uh so how she handles things is she's pretty even keeled you never see her too high you never see her too low she always looks at the bright side of things um she uh, well, she had more tools than I did when I moved in. So that tells you, you know, she was willing to work hard <laughs> and and figure out how to fix it and and uh, just was is a perfectionist. And that's OK, because I need somebody like that in my life because <laughs> I cut way too many corners in my life beforehand <laughs> uh, that. But those years are BS. That's what we call those before Stacy. That's what she likes to refer to those as before <laughs> Stacy. So, and, you know, I I sometimes, you know, as a grumpy old man, like I don't I don't need nobody help. And I don't need, you know, she'd be like, eh, you could call my dad. He'd help you. I don't I don't have to ask for help. I'll do it myself. You know, and we so we bought a we bought a big basketball hoop for the kids. Yep. And uh, I don't know it. I put it together and it took me all fucking day and I didn't know what I was doing. And I finally got it all done and I called her out and I said, I got the hoop up and she can, you know, it's got the base on the bottom or whatever. And she comes outside and she's outside three seconds and she goes, the hoops on backwards. What? Sure enough, the base was, you know, the bait, it goes, the base is on the back and then the hoop goes to the other side of the base. And I had the base directly underneath the hoop. And I was like, fuck. 
God, there's a whole day, you know, and I'm going off, you know, it's a whole day in my waist. And she goes, uh, honey, there's a picture on the front of the box. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? You can go back in the fucking house now. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't need you. So, um, but she, she puts things in perspective, yeah. right? And she's, she's an even keel and she sees how to do things in an older way, but she can appreciate um, some of the newer ways as well. And, you know, and she's, she's struggling with some of that stuff too. I mean, she's, you know, working, uh, going into school every day, doing virtual learning, teaching these kids how to do this stuff uh, through her computer and, and, and challenging, you know, she said the other night, she goes, it took me, I don't know, 35 minutes to put together this PowerPoint presentation to, to help the kids learn how to pronounce these little words and so on with this little dog that float across the screen and so on 35 minutes. And I got it all done and it only took the kid five minutes to do online. And I was like, well, you know, took him five minutes to do the lesson. It took me 35 minutes to build the freaking thing. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think about that a lot, uh, with, uh, with my daughter because, it's a whole lot easier when you're working one-on-one with the kid to get through a lesson plan. And as I walk my daughter through distance learning along with what, you know, what her teacher in the school district is providing is yeah. Sometimes some of those things, it only takes five minutes for her to do. And I, and I, I feel bad because I can tell that the teacher is put, especially because they didn't, in my daughter's school district, they had planned on being in person and they pivoted literally like a week before school started to being distance. And so these teachers had to scramble. And my daughter as a five-year-old is kindergarten. That's especially weird because those kids aren't really they, – they're not used to school. They don't understand what is going on. And so these teachers are having to, to take all of these things and turn on a dime to get a, a new lesson. And I can tell that my – that my daughter's teacher is putting a lot of time and effort into all these things. And each kid is probably spending five minutes on each of those things. And it, and it has to be just uh, an exhaustive effort. But at the same time, I think that is the art of it all, right? Is to take something that has a lot of complexity to it and make it and get it to a point where you can take that complexity out of it for the child and allow them to just be able to digest it in the right way, even though it takes a lot of effort. And I think it points to that. There's a lot going on in that learning lesson that sometimes teaching something is twice as hard as learning it is, which is sort of backwards. Um, but I, I think it's an important thing to, to acknowledge is sometimes being able to take the knowledge that you have and give it to someone else, uh, especially when it feels so easy. And if they get it, it is easy. But if they don't get it, that's an entire effort. And just be, being able to take that and make it digestible and quickly um, accessed by the child is a challenge. So uh, hats off to her uh, for sure. Yeah, along with the challenge of you know, when you're in a classroom, I think you you have different kids that learn different ways and whatever, and you can you can take uh, and you can set one set of kids over here that are 
that are learning a certain way or whatever, and you know they're going to be okay, and you can go over here, and then you've got these ones that you can maybe give a little special extra attention, or you can answer an extra question here or so on. Whereas individually online, your individual one-on-one sometimes that you lose them, right? Yeah. And 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 I and I've heard stories of you know that the kid all of a sudden just gets up and he walks away from the computer and there's no parent at home and what you know how do you get that kid back to re-engage and and, and yeah, things yeah, that, you know I, and and they're and they're and and the teachers are 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 frustrated and and don't know how to fix it and it's um. And, and we've talked before. There's, I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, I'm just, I guess, we're. I, I'm lucky that we're in an environment where these kids have been brought up in so much technology and so on that if I had to have the boys do virtual learning or whatever and come down here, I wouldn't have to piecemeal them. Okay, we got to log in here, and now you got to click here, and you got to click in there. You know, they're, they're going to be savvy enough to be able to handle that. And even at a younger age, I think they are because they're so ingrained in, in, in growing up with that technology or whatever that it's just second nature to them. I mean, yeah. they, it's not they like known, asking. Yeah, they haven't known anything else, right? So, no. like, you know, you ask your, you know, I asked my mom to do something on the internet versus my, I asked my daughter to do something on the internet. My mom is using a frame of reference for everything else she's previously done right, in her life. Right. Well, Whereas my daughter's only ever known one way of doing things. You can flip it around. I remember one time uh, we, uh, the microwave was broke and uh, the kids wanted popcorn. And I was like, well, we're going to make it on the stove. And my, my oldest was like, what? She looked at me like I was some kind of nut job. And I was like, yeah, we make it on the stove. Dad, that doesn't work. Yeah, it does. Yeah. How did you think? And, you know, typical dad question. How do you think we did it when I was your age? Yeah. How did we do it if we didn't have microwave when there wasn't any microwave? She's like, I don't know. I didn't know there was never not a microwave. <laughs> I remember when my parents first brought home a microwave and being blown away by like, and then still, we only used it for like two things for forever. Like we didn't realize the full potential of that tool. But yeah, right. it's, it's still amazing that they are growing up not thinking that wasn't even an option. Yeah, right. Well, you know, we talk about wanting uh, kids being followers and talking about uh, um, always wanting the latest and greatest things or whatever. I, I, I've had conversation after conversation about cell phones and not having to get a new cell phone. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is the first time. And I don't know how long since we've been paying for phones for all the kids, which again, there's no way my dad would have been, there's no way in on earth. If cell phones were at a time when my dad was around that my dad would have paid for my cell phone. Oh yeah. Right. You're getting a, you got a job, you're paying your own car insurance, paying your own gas. You can pay your own cell phone bill. I'm not paying that. Yeah. But somehow I'm I'm shelling out $350 a month for everybody's cell, cell phones. Like, it's crazy. But we finally, just like three months ago, paid off all the phones. And our bill is like $120 less a month or something. Yeah. And within like two months, Caitlin is like, can I get it? When are we getting a new phone? When are we getting a new phone? <laughs> Jordan's like, aren't, aren't our contracts up? Can we get new phones? No. We don't have to get new phones just because of contract stuff. Yours are working just fine. Right? It's just fine. Just because it's we finally paid it off doesn't mean we have to then turn around and get brand new ones again. 
That's well, not it, how, you know, we don't have to do that. Well, and I, I think, you know, there's something to be said for the, the, the speed with which um, uh, technology evolves and how much it has exponentially increased over the last 15 years. You know, my, my folks held on to our old piece of furniture, tube TV, forever. And my mom's excuse was, well, from what I hear, there's new TVs that come out every year. And if we buy a new one, we're going to just have to buy a new one again after that. So we're just going to hang on to this one until it dies. And, you know, God bless them, they did. They hung on to that tube TV until, you know, the very last type of thing. And I'm like, no, you can move on to something better, but not the best thing and be comfortable with what I have is really good. You don't have to hang on to the oldest and the worst, but you also don't always have to have the latest and the greatest because often the latest and the greatest is only, you know, incrementally slightly better. There's There, there has to right. be a middle ground between yeah. holding on to archaic and functional technology and always having to constantly upgrade. And I don't know that, again, because of how rapidly things evolve right now i don't know that we've always figured out what the difference is i don't have to have an apple 2e still but i don't have to have the latest macbook i'd like i can i can find a middle ground there and i don't i, I don't have the answer um yeah but it is we, something that that is a challenge for sure i and that doesn't change i can remember yeah. 20 years ago when i was working in the store uh and we had a lady come in. She wanted to buy a computer. And she was looking at a few things. And, and at one point, she's like, well, I don't want to buy something that I'm that, that's going to be obsolete in in a year or two. I want something that's going to last me as long as my refrigerator. Okay, lady, well, then you're not going to buy a computer. Yeah. Like, right? you, you you might as well just walk back out and, and because that's just not going to happen. Yeah. Like, the, 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 the technology and the... And, and the and the upgrades are going to change so rapidly or whatever that I can't tell you that in six months you're not probably going to have the the third fastest processor at that point. I mean, you just yeah. it's just not possible. That they're always going to increase and are always going to be better. So, uh, sorry, that's not how the world works. And, so and she didn't buy one, so <laughs> which I'm probably glad because she would have drove me nuts. <laughs> so I, I i guess one of the things that strikes me and you'll have to forgive me if this sounds cheesy uh because it is cheesy and i but at the same time i'm not trying to be too hokey is that as much as your kids are influenced by the influencers of the world um, of social media, of Instagram, of YouTube, as much as they want to have the rainbow filter and the dragon tattoo and all of that nonsense, um, you and your wife are also influencers in how they are approaching all of that technology. Now, whether or not they actively embrace you as an influencer, right? So they might not like that you don't want to buy them the latest and greatest cell phone. Uh, but I like I can tell one of the things that I've always appreciated about you, Chris, one of the things that I think in the couple episodes that we've done here that I can tell is that 
as much as you are a you're an independent thinker and you have you know a clear vision for how things ought to be you are shaped by you know last episode we talked a lot about how, what influence your dad had on you you spent a good time tonight talking about uh, how important your wife is on being a calming and a, a you know an influence on you um I think you have a lot of the knowledge that other people have given to you and you've absorbed that because you're not just a confident, uh, smart individual, but you're also someone open to listening and, and pulling in from the wisdom of other people, right? Um, and um, so I think I think you have you have an ability to influence your kids in a different type of influencer way, but I think that's something that I think I'm getting out of the, our conversation tonight is is understanding that some of the things are going to be silly and maybe you're never going to not teach your boys to wear pants that are too short <laughs> or teach your kids to not. Oh, that, sh- that shit's not happening. Not <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like some of these things that we think are silly, uh, you know, we're, we just have to recognize that, you know, you mentioned wearing a sweatshirt with cargo shorts and just the pure mention of cargo shorts has already made a lot of people 35 and under cringe. Oh, yeah, right? no. They're just uncomfortable, right? And so some of that is, you know, generational, uh, you know, you think that's cool, you're a dork, right? The white tennis shoes, whatever. Uh, but there is also... Uh, you know the the wisdom that you can pass on and the influence that you have. Um, I don't know. Is, is this is this hokey or? I no, else? I don't think it's hokey. I think it's I think it's part of what you and I talked about when we decided to to have a podcast was we wanted to try to pass on some of the stuff that we feel like are important, right? And and in doing that, and part of that journey is being so open about our lives and being so open about. Uh, struggles or or whatever, and and I will tell you, I I remember uh, as a kid, you know, we we talked last episode about uh, me wanting to you know secret of my success and being this yeah. this executive or whatever. But I remember very at a young age, um, remembering and thinking that man, one of the greatest things that I would ever want to be is just a a really good husband and a father. Like to me, that is, that would be super cool. And I had a, and I had a really good father. And I remember my dad telling me uh, when he was at his dad's funeral, he, he remembers sitting there thinking um, I was too hard on him and I, and I, I should have made it easier for him and I should have made it easier for him. And I, and I thought that was a weird comment at the time, but now I see what he said because I kind of felt the same way. Like I wish that I would have, I would have done better of listening to him and so on. But now, you know, Caitlin listened to the last episode and she called me and she's like, you know, what's the greatest thing about this is, is you're kind of documenting grandpa's story and I'll never be, I'll always have that. Now I'll always have your voice. I'll always have, I'll always be able to hear stories about grandpa or grandma or our family or whatever. And that's kind of cool. And when you say that we influence them, I can tell you that even though it's frustrated, and I'm sure at some point in these in these episodes we'll get into my oldest um, and some of her struggles, 
and some of her great qualities. But yep. there are there are things with her that I I will sometimes just want to just strangle because she just doesn't get some things. And then there's times where what's that saying? Integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's watching, right? Yep. There'll be times where I've found out certain things that she's done or whatever, and I'll think, oh, maybe she's listening, right? right? Maybe she gets it. I mm-hmm. think she gets it. Um, Caitlin's the same way. Caitlin is 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 probably, well, so aligned to to to, to her stepmother to Stacy. It's not even crazy. Like Stacy, uh, Stacy is a godsend when it comes to those girls because. Yep. Listen, I, when I was when I had them just by myself, I was putting body gel in their hair because I thought it was hair gel. I came <laughs> to school one time with body gel, and Stacy came over to the house one day and she's like, "What the hell is in the girls' hair?" I was like, "I put gel in their hair because I because I couldn't get it combed because it was so bad." And I and I had these pictures of their first day, and she goes in the bathroom and she goes, "Chris, that's body gel." And I was like, I thought that was like to give their hair body or something. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> so you can imagine where those two kids would be if it wasn't right. for her. But well, and, yeah. Well, and so that was one other thing I wanted to say, too, not to interrupt you. But like there's a part of you where, you know, you look at, you know, your oldest and, and, and think about the struggles. But there's also a part of you because I know me as a dad that it also makes me question, what am I doing? Right. So if my daughter oh, makes I- a so yeah, it's 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 I, a challenge. I, I've questioned it a hundred times. There, there I, I've I'm thoroughly convinced that that I mean, there's been times I've been thoroughly convinced that I completely and utterly ruined her by not being a good enough father for her. Mm-hmm. Now I know that's not true, but you and know, it's when not going to stop you from thinking it, right? Because I always feel like I could do better. Mm-hmm. Right. I always feel like I could have done better. I could have done oh, this. Sure. I could have done this. I should have done this. Sure. I should have saw this. Um, as and, much as you're not a perfectionist, when it comes to being a dad, you know that you're never a good enough. Well, and the fact the fact of the matter is, is, is it doesn't matter how old she gets. I'm never going to have experience of having a kid at that age. Yeah. I'm just yeah, not. Yeah, you're, right? you're always learning. That's the worst thing right. about a first kid is that you're this is she's a victim of your inexperience. Yes, absolutely. Right? And I and I and but that being said, uh, I've also come to the conclusion that she's at a point now where she's making her own choices and I got to sure. let her take her lumps. Um but as far as influencing her, I think I think deep down I think that she knows what's right and what's wrong. Uh and 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 Caitlin has has done a, a wonderful job of emulating her mother. She's okay. her mother to a T. She's going to be a teacher. She's uh, very um, frugal with her money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, the kid won't go buy something unless she's got a coupon. That's straight Stacy through <laughs> and through. I, uh, I'm 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 glad you bring up Caitlin and the fact that she's listened to this because this is definitely. Uh, I think we're aware that our audience is is probably skewing older you've shared some some feedback we've gotten already from from an older so it's good to hear a younger perspective too and to know that that she's at least listened and not just said okay dad let me tell you everything you guys are doing wrong right no (laughs) you're right uh i'm sure i mean i'm sure that once the newness will wear off you know and the boys are 
<laughs> the boys are are um are just a sponge, right? right? They'll they'll pick up on anything that 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 I say or that their dad says, and they have a and I will say they have a wonderful dad who loves them and cares about them, and uh, very rarely would would somebody say this. Very lucky that he has let me be such an important part of their life. So yeah, that's really uh, cool. you know just to say that, but yeah. um. You know, I, I I feel like those boys are my responsibility to make sure that they're men mm-hmm. and that they are they're able to take care of themselves and make good decisions and treat their 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 future wife or girlfriends with respect. And and those are big, big deals to me. And that's yeah. probably why you see me if you see me on Twitter and I go off on, you know, people that <clears throat> I think are not honorable and not uh, honest and people are, are like, well, you're naive. It's politics or it's this or that or whatever. That doesn't, that doesn't change it for me. It, nothing says that you can't be honorable and be a, a person of your word. And yep, absolutely. you know, that's, that's, that's how you, that's how you influence your kids is by absolutely. how you live and how you act. Absolutely. No, I, Chris, I think that's one of the, the reasons I, I think that, that you know, I've gravitated towards working with you on something like this is is just because I think ultimately, first of all, I think you stand for something, and that's something that that has been important for me is, is to understand uh, what you stand for, and then the way that you can influence your kids. Uh, man, the word influence just keeps coming back up, but I think that's that's kind of the key here, right? Is is that influence can be good. It can be bad. It can it can be silly. It can be tight rolling your jeans uh, and, <laughs> and putting lemon juice in your hair, <laughs> uh, getting an earring. Um, but it can also be on on helping people understand uh, uh, good life skills and how to uh, work through the the constantly changing world that we're living in right now so uh man this is this has been again i feel like i'm gonna say this every single week but man this has been a really good conversation through all of this do you have anything else kind of we should probably get to to a point where we put a bow on this but do you have kind of anything else you wanted to to throw in there maybe even just anything else in your list we didn't we didn't touch on tonight uh well this yeah i well okay <laughs> so as i was talking with some of my buddies um who literally just texted me and said hey i'm listening to the podcast i i honestly got to be honest wasn't sure i was going to be into it but i think it's great so but we were having a conversation about this stuff and i said i said you know what really is weird and and i think is a big is a big deal and and it's current and people uh think is cool and i think it looks stupid is minecraft that shit looks like it's from the mid 1980s. I don't know how any kids can play that with the graphics of that. It's so bad. But it teaches them programming. It's That's the what best... somebody else told me. And it's one so... of the best programming teaching tools out there right now. So, well, it's so amazing. There's the old man in me, right? Because as soon as <laughs> I saw it, I said, A, I'll never play it. B, it looks stupid. I don't want any part of it. And C, I'd probably die in the first five minutes, anyways. Yeah. But then my buddy was like, Way to stay current, Chris. That game came out in 2009. And I was like, <laughs> shut up, Dick. 
<laughs> That's so. Awesome. Well, I mean, it's a different way to teach programming. Like, like you know, I remember doing Q Basic programming. Uh, yeah. In, in high school, right? Like, not that long after punch cards, doing like basic programming, and and I, I mean, it was fun because it was new, but it was still boring as hell. Whereas Minecraft is teaching them programming. I think it's 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 incredible. Yeah, it is. It's a very weird meld of 1980s graphics and and uh a way to you know shit every high schooler and their and their sister is making an an app these days like the way we program and the way we think about those things is just different uh so it's fun i'm glad that your friends have given you shit about that (laughs) i think that's yeah there'll be no there'll be no uh um there'll be no shortage of it i you know i at some point, we're going to be able to tell the story. But my buddy Mike uh, at work, it's his favorite Melvin story. Absolutely favorite Melvin story. And it has nothing to do with this topic. And it's and, and if you heard it, you'd think, God, the guy's the biggest jackass ever. But it might be the greatest Melvin story ever. <laughs> so we'll have to work it in at some point. It's a pretty Excellent. good one. Excellent. Well, good. Uh, yeah, maybe at some point we'll grab some of your friends and they can they can come do a little guest spot on here and, and be grumpy with us. Uh, but uh, shoot, uh, Chris, this is as always. This is a fun time. Um, again, and any kind of last thoughts? Any anything to put a bow on this other than uh, just recognizing that you are an influencer. Uh, for better or for worse, just, just yeah. check check yourself in the in the mirror first before you wear some of that stuff. Yeah, that's absolutely. that's my that's <laughs> that's my last dad advice. Right? <laughs> wear some clean underwear in case you get in an accident, and don't wear high watered pants. Oh, boy, and they're thinking the same <laughs> thing about you in your cargo shorts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, again, for Chris Shipley, I am Tim Johnson. This has been Old Man Strength, a podcast of the Tailgate Society, brought to you by Deadeye Barbecue Sauce. We're very excited that you joined us this week. We promise to keep on being as grumpy and as old man, as curmudgeonly as possible. And hopefully you guys are enjoying this as much as we are. Hopefully, maybe some of you people are getting some insight if nothing else maybe our peers are at least enjoying the rant that we're on and all of our young follower uh hi caitlin all of our one young follower are also uh, enjoying what we have to say uh but until next time we will see you on old man strength i don't want to get on the bandwagon i'll burn that wagon down and join the band Traveling troubadours terrorizing street corners Just to try to get some supper in our hands Now I waited all my life to get this off my chest Green bloody murder until someone understands That it ain't about the money, the drugs, or the women I make this noise just because I can And we'll all join in To that original sin